Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Are you working during the day and at doing this point, stand up no. at night? At this point, I got fired from Good Morning America. Uh, they were very nice about it. They said, get out. <laughs> and uh, I said, listen, I'm a single mother. I have nothing. I have no husband. I just had a near-death experience. I need the job. What was your near-death? Oh, I had an ectopic pregnancy where I almost died. Oh, that's died. right. And so um, they fired me anyway. They fired so me anyway. nice. And I went on unemployment insurance, which is one of the great things of this country. Oh. And it saved my life, oh, unemployment so insurance. Oh, so that's, a, that's yeah. an example yeah. of... Of good, good government. Right. So... And- you start doing stand-up. Eve is how old? Uh, 12. She's is 12. she like, Mommy, don't do stand-up? No, or- no, no. She never paid any attention to my career whatsoever. She has zero interest in and it. And did she care that you were out <laughs> at night? or? Well, uh, you know, I'd have her. My mother would come over and wait, help her. Uh, but um, 
but I would do um, I would do stand up all over as much as I could. I had Ruth Stern booking me. I was just gonna talk about God her. God bless her because I would never go on the road because I was raising a kid. Yeah, and she would get me gigs in every Jewish country club in every the tri-state country club. area. And this is the Ruth Stern story, everyone. She's a legend. Every time you called her, and she would say, "I got the I got a gig for you." It's at the, you know, the Brayburn Country Club. And, uh, and she, uh, you know, a thousand dollars. And I'm like, oh, well, cause that wasn't a lot of money for yeah, doing that was those. was a lot for me. Well, I didn't well, all right. So, so she'd say, I'm just making it up. Right. So she'd say $500 okay. or $200. And right. I'd be like, $200, you know, that's, that's nothing. And she'd say, well, I called them up. I called Brayburn. I said, Drew the gold. They said, who? That's <laughs> so that's what happened. Yeah, she used to that, and she used to used to have to drive her. She would eat with the food spitting out of her mouth. Well, she'd she have some friars club though. Yeah, she was good in certain ways. Yeah. So I appreciated her because even though I she was too. one of the most annoying people, in and her the, husband, she'd have a bad meal. Like that didn't say so. She'd go, "Here, Paul, you eat this." Paul, oh my husband. god, he didn't say a fucking word. No. He when she died, he fell apart. Yeah. So you're pretty successful doing Well, I was up. doing that and I was making some money. Yeah, was... but you, because I ended up having to go on the fucking road. I hated it so much, yeah. but I wanted to get like a half an hour on stage or right. so, but you, Mario and Susie never really had to go <laughs> suffer in these condos. No, we Did didn't ever... do it. Yeah. Well, we didn't do it because we appealed to this country club right. crowd. Right. And I could do those gigs. I, I don't know why you didn't. Well, I don't know why I didn't do a lot of things, because look at me. Okay? <laughs> no, I don't understand why you wouldn't appeal to a Jewish audience at these I, country clubs. I don't know. I, I did, but you guys were getting all the gigs, and I... Well, there was plenty of work in those days for that. She didn't like you, I don't think. Ruth. Really? She probably didn't. She probably thought you weren't appropriate for her room. That's what that was about. What did I do that was wrong? I talked she, about she, my mother. She... Uh, I don't know. I have no idea what the reason Fuck is. Fuck you, Ruth. Um, but <laughs> she's, then she, she's I dead. ended up. Yeah, I ended she's up. dead. All I'm saying is that if you worked in her room, she booked you. If she thought that you would not work, that was it for you. Wow. She gave some jobs to Corey Kahaney, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, the well, most I was loud. This, this <laughs> bell is the most annoying. I've never okay, done a I'll, podcast right, more annoying I, I, than I'll, this. I'll stop. You, your first break, you end up, you're at Catch, uh, then you get a show on Lifetime called Way Off Broadway. Yes, yes, it went one season, and, and it was a great show. Uh, yeah. Wait a second, Larry David was one of my writers, okay? Larry wow. David, okay, yes. He used to come to my apartment every night, and we'd work out a stand-up set. O-M-G. Yeah, yeah. And that was... Uh, 1987. And that was... Now, was that your big break? Your first big break? Yeah, yeah. And then you get a show live from Queens. Oh, I, no, I, that wasn't my show. That but was you Sissy were, Biggers. Yeah, and you would... You were one of the I would regulars. Be, I would come in once in a okay. while. But she never let me talk, Sissy Biggers. She would keep... Bah, 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 bah. She was like Kellyanne Conway. Never right. a period did she meet. Right. And then my shrink... I went to the shrink and she's, I said, I don't know what to do. She said, interrupt her. Oh, I said a light went off. Above my, I so, need this shrink. So I interrupted her and, and later she thanked me. She said she didn't. The reason the girl didn't stop talking is because she wasn't sure I would pick it up. See? Yeah. So That's you what something. happens yeah. when you don't communicate. That's right. 
You, but she was nice enough to have me on a lot. She's a nice girl. Right. And then that was over. And then I did some other show, a couple of other things. You did, you know, you did a one night stand on HBO. Oh yeah, you that did was... Women of the Night on HBO. You became, you were a regular on NBC's Baby Boom. Yes, I played a German nanny. Right. And no one, but my father, you know, when I look back, I look just like the shrink I was saying. I had braids around my head, no makeup, and a white uniform. So my father- you're, the, Wait, your, your shrink didn't wear a uniform. No, but okay. no, but, but I, you had the, yeah. I was the nanny. So my father goes to his club, the Bugs AC. That was the name of the club, the Bugs <laughs> AC. He goes to the Bugs AC to watch me because they had a TV he liked. He comes home and he says to my mother, she wasn't in it because he didn't even recognize me. The man didn't even recognize my voice. My father did not recognize my voice. Are you kidding? Women at Lowman's are recognizing my voice, but not my father. Ridiculous. Okay, so then you get, do you get the WABC job right after that? Oh, the radio the show? The talk show. I got Wait, the what? radio show, I believe, in 90 or 91. I did pilots, a couple of pilots in yes. between. That didn't go anywhere. I got the but radio show. But you were show. hot. You were, everyone knew you. People. Everyone knew you well, in Barbara, New York. Barbara, Str- I was going to say Barbara Streisand. Barbara Walters didn't know me. Right. I this, I wanted to get to yeah, the story. But and you people end- in New York knew me from the radio show. You know, I could sell out rooms when I was on a radio show. Easier than when I was on television. Isn't Be- that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, people just wanted to see what I looked like, I think. And you were so funny. I One had time a, I called and you yelled at me, though. I did? Why? Yeah, you're like, what's your point? And I'm like, okay, sorry. What, did you identify yourself? Yeah, I said, hi, it's Judy. Go- hi, Judy. <laughs> you were in some mood. And I said- well, I still had my period. Yeah, and I, you, you said, I, I don't understand your point. Bye. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> you did something. And I was like, crushed. I can't believe that you were upset. Oh my God. I'm such a, I'm so sensitive. Oh Jesus. Yes. Oh, I'm. So I tell them a story you did to me. Oh, this is the worst, but I was so young. Okay. So her father dies. I'm 27. She's 27. Sitting at the bar. In the bar catch. And she says to me, I'm so young and you're so old. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. And you said, why does my father have to die? And yours didn't. I said, well, he will soon. (laughs) I didn't say it like that. I yeah, said, you did. I'm so young and you're so old. How come I, my father's I was dead? Probably, she said that to me. I was in mourning probably. Okay, fine. Well, the day I'm sorry. I, the way I'm sorry. I yelled at you on the radio, I'm sorry. I had my uh, I'm sorry. period that day. I'm sorry. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, I'm forgiven or welcome? <laughs> you're forgiven. Oh, I forgave I, you that day. I remember because I couldn't believe, I because I was at the point where I was like, wait, every, all of my friends have their parents. You know, I mean, 27 is young, but it's not like, you know, 13. No, it's still young to lose a parent. Right. And Mm -hmm. and it was like that. And uh, And you liked your father. I love. Did you like him better than you liked your mother? You know, I can't. Probably. But I can't. (laughs) Father. But I can't. Don't remember so much. I didn't really get to. I wasn't fully developed. Yeah. And I realized all these things I would love. And I, all my cousins are going through pictures and they always send me these photos. And in every family photo, I'm sitting with my father. I'm next to my father. And I just realized, I think I blocked a lot. Was he taller than you? He was 6'2", and then I, I don't know. I think we were, I was a little taller than that. I give advice to people who are listening that who are younger. Always ask your parents questions, because after they're dead, you want to ask the questions. Nobody there Yeah, I did that with my mother in the nursing home. Yeah, there's a lot of questions to ask. Yeah. Okay. You get, you're on the radio. Yeah. I am mad that my father's dead. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I have one that you said to me after I had. What? Ben. What did I say? 
You don't remember. Everyone was saying this because, you know, Henry's adopted. My, you know, my ex Sharon had Henry. Right. I adopted him. Right. I had Ben. Right. And we would, we came over, we came over some, you know. To my house. Yes. Oh, you were fighting with Sharon. What? Yeah, so constantly. we never, constant. Oh it was my awful. God. They it came was to a- my house. They did not stop fighting I couldn't with each take other. it. I told you to stop it. Yeah. You said get, yeah. You what have did to I say? Stop. You said, mm, this, you said you have to stop fighting. But so anyway, we break up. What else did I say? It sounds like I said something worse. Yeah. You were, this is not unacceptable. This is unacceptable yes. in my house. And, and so, <laughs> and then after Ben Remember was when, born- when Rosie O'Donnell came to my house for dinner and you were there with Mario and Susie? Mm-hmm. She brought her own beer. Oh, Remember? yeah. Yeah. So I... <laughs> I I remember after Ben I was I brought Ben over and and you said all right which one do you love better oh, love more and I said I love them exactly the same yeah. and you're like come on Judy <laughs> I said no I do and you said all right it, they're both drowning who do you say oh my God Sophie's choice and I said well Henry knows how to swim so so that's how you got out of it yeah. Yeah, but you love them both. I do. You do. Oh, I yeah. love They're both lovely of them. children. Oh, thank you, they Joy. Are. That means a lot. Very nice. Mm, I'm gonna cry. So you do. <laughs> no, you a- did a good job. You had a really had. You know, it's not easy to be right. I had a, a single a- parent and to to be a comedian at the same time. I and mean, yeah, and they're not crazy like you. They have like a sanity about them, which is unbelievable. Mm, Henry's a little. <laughs> no, they're yeah. No, oh, they're good. So yeah, it's hard being a comedian. And That's a how you make parent. your fucking living. And a single parent, two kids in school. Like you can't go on. The- All right. I was told by my daughter, do not talk about me in your act. Oh, I did too. And I never did. I do. And then Henry- I listen to my children. Do you listen to your children? Well, no, he didn't say that until Sharon said it. Um, what did she then, say? And but you told me I went to you and she, you, you know because you would talk about being divorced and this and that and I said you know Sharon wants to put in our like papers that I can't talk and you're like you're a comedian right you have you know but then don't be put in the papers no you yeah. change the name you call her Schwendy yeah Schwendy so Schwendy she can, what is she gonna do she can't right. sue you and then Henry would get mad at me and he picked up on her and be like you're not allowed to talk to my act I said all right. I said, wow. he's like, use a different name. I said, what name? He said, Jerome. <laughs> and then I do a whole bit About that Jerome. night that, you know, my son Henry, but Jerome, and I was in Provincetown and he meets me after the show. He saw the show? No, he meets me afterwards to go get ice cream and everyone walking down the street was like, oh, is that Jerome? Oh. And he was so fucking mad at me. So you can't do that to kids. I know. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did? is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere. 
here in my apartment, you don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces, but I live in an apartment and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. You did a benefit. You did a benefit and Barbara Walters was there. Is that oh, what happened? Well, you know, in those days, uh, you had to, you had to be seen. Right. And you, you, you hoped that somebody... No videotaping. Would, so I, I would never... One of the mistakes... Alan Alder once told me that the mistake I... One of the mistakes I made, not Jewish... But his wife is and his kids are. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Boy, you're really stretching now. I, um <laughs> How about people who just think they're Jewish? <laughs> yeah, right. um, so uh, he said to me, I, I told him that I never would like I'd have I'd have a set coming up and I and, and I'd never invite important people to come because I never thought it would be good enough. And that was a huge mistake I made because I would always kill those nights. And then afterward, I'd say, what well, a fool I, I am. Right. I should have had, yep. you know, the Bernstein, Bernstein here that night right. and what have you. Right. So, um, but for so, so what would happen yeah. is instead I'd be asked to do benefits. So then I didn't have to worry because important people would just be there anyway without me calling them. You get it? So this was one of those evenings and it was at the um, Waldorf Astoria and it was Milton Berle's 89th birthday, right? And Barbara Walters was in the audience, Regis Philbin, no, and other luminaries. It was like uh, the TCM crowd, like, uh, uh, what's her name? Esther Williams, not Esther Williams, some other people like that. Right. Rhonda Fleming. I don't yes, know. Yes. And they were all in the audience. And I got up and I did a set and I did this joke about how uh, women, um, men will always find a, a wife, no matter how hideous they are, no matter how old, no matter how stupid. Take the case of Salman Rushdie. Now he's not stupid and he wasn't hideous, but he was in hiding for, for several 10 years and he got married three times while he was in hiding. It's like, who came to the door? The Avon lady? <laughs> I mean, who did he marry? Etc. And this whole bit around that idea. I get off the stage. Everybody's laughing. I, so I said to Steve, you know, how did I do? He says, everybody was laughing except Barbara Walters. No way. Right. So I said to him, who cares? I'm not going to work for Barbara Walters. The moral of the story is you never know. But that's where she saw you and from so, that so hired you. She said to Regis Philbin, who was that woman? And Regis said, that's Joy Behar. Don't you know her? He knew me. I never heard of her. Well, she was busy, you know, entertaining right. Henry Kissinger. What does she know from me? Right. <laughs> it's amazing how many people See, are Jewish. that's why They're I like do a, it. It's like a very small percentage in the world. And Point yet in this room, it's 90%. Isn't it? It's amazing. That's why I do it. I hope your audience appreciates they this. They do. They All bring right. they bring bells to my show. <laughs> do they? Yes. How irritating. So, um, oh my God. 
You, you're worried about them looking at their phones and you don't mind them ringing bells in the middle of your show? Ring them bells. Oh, God. So, so uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So then Bill Getty was looking for, uh, you know, people to be on the show. Somebody called recommended me. She said, oh, I like her. They tested me and I got the job. It's amazing. That's what happened. And here, 22 years later. And let me tell I'm you, still on the many show. times I did stand up on The View when I was allowed to go and on. Comedy Central. Uh, uh, corner. And, uh... She, everyone was laughing and she would stone she face. She and, doesn't laugh, but she and then would say to me, very funny. Yeah, yeah. And then would ask me about my so your kids and your di-, and I was like, Oh, she was yeah. interested. Yeah. Well, she's well, she's like the people who like when one time I, I, I auditioned for Saturday Night Live in nineteen seventy five. What? You never heard this story? Didn't you see my solo show? Yes. Okay. You want to hear something about that funny solo show I did? I did it down at the Cherry Lane Theater, yes. right? People were howling and laughing, et cetera. On opening night, I invited a lot of people I knew. Famous people were some of them. That was the night I did. And fine, it's over. Um, so like six months later, I do the same show at Guildhall in, in the East Hampton. Many of the people who were there opening night were there that night. After the show, I go, they had a big party for me at, at uh, Alan Grubman's house. And there was a, uh, a guy there uh, who was a uh, Supreme Court justice. I think it was Kennedy. He was there. Or one of those. Breyer. Justice Breyer was there laughing hysterical. And they said to me, this is a whole new show, isn't it? It was not a whole new show. It was the same show. And I, I've come to the conclusion that when people are laughing that much, they, they do miss, not remember anything. But they also miss a lot. They miss everything. They thought it was another show. That's great. All those years I was saying, I can't repeat this material. What a fool I was. I could have done the same fucking act every night. They would have thought it was a different act. But you can't do it on television now. No. No, not on TV. Yeah. So Any, that's, anyway, yeah. where but, were but we? 75, you auditioned for SNL. Oh, SNL, right. I think I remember the story, yeah. Well, I don't want to go into a whole long story. Right, but just tell My me. My friend Jane and I were, would write comedy material together. And we came up with a character called Sadie Catalano, who would give news in the neighborhood. So she would say, like, only a hail of bullets marred the festivities as wedding bells rang. <laughs> you know, and then, or a, a former bodyguard, Carmine Russo, has become a faith healer. There isn't a cripple left in the neighborhood since he's been pronounced. Pronouncing his miraculous words, walk or I'll break both your legs. Okay. So we had bits like that. So I said to her one day, now we're both like teacher housewives and we're in Forest Hills. And I say to her, why don't we call up Saturday Night Live and see if we can get this bit on that show? It was the first year. She says, okay. Like we're two idiots, like Laverne and Shirley. I pick up the phone. I call uh, NBC, you know, which you can easily get through the, the board there. And I say, can I speak to John Head? Because I saw that his name, the talent coordinator, his name was John Head, which is a double whammy. Right. I say, can I speak to John Head? They go, yes. They put me through to John Head. Unbelievable. He picks up the phone. I say, hello, Mr. Head. <laughs> this, my name's Joy Behar. And, th- and I said, and let me do the bit for you. He said, well, let me hear it. I say, okay, I do the bit. It's very funny. Would you come in? I'd like to talk to you. And I got I got so close to being on Saturday Night Live because of that phone call. But I never made it. Every week I'd be on the board, right? The first week right, they, they said, you. well, Madeline Kahn is hosting and she, she needs to be, uh, we don't have any room for you. She wants to be the funny one anyway. Fine. They had Gilda Radner. They didn't need me. Second week, uh, Raquel uh, Welch is, uh, is hosting and she has to be the pretty one and the funny one. I said, well, who's posting next week? Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is going to be the funny one and the pretty one. 
I never got. I never got on the fucking show because of all these other divas who preceded me. Well, of course, people don't want to be upstage. And then Gilda Radner wanted to buy the material, which I said no. Oh, do you wish you had? No, I used Uh, that material. You did, okay. So I kept doing it and doing it, and after that, I, you know, I just kept getting going along. It's amazing. But that was in '75. Remember, I didn't get fired from GMA till 1981. Wow. I was not even a comic until 1981. It's amazing that it was always there. That you always knew it was there. Well, from when I was a child, yeah. You start The View in 97. This is the longest interview but I've ever done. But isn't it fun? I feel like I'm going into a second oh, menopause here. please. Are you having a bad time? <laughs> no, it's exhausting. Okay, sorry. We'll end soon. <laughs> so you start The View in 1997. I remember watching it because I was working at Rosie and we were all watching yes, it on the... Yeah. And it was, it was like no other show before. In what way? In that, first of all, female heavy. Yeah. Barbara. Um, Barbara. Right. That was and, the key. And... It was successful women yeah. with opinions. Well, we all were educated and successful in our careers, all of us already. Star Jones was a lawyer. She told you every day. Meredith Vieira was had already been Love on her. 60 Minutes. Right. Um, Barbara was Barbara. And Debbie Matinopoulos was, they called the young one, and she was coming up in her in her career. And there was me, who had been a teacher. So we all were, you know... We had, a, and I was highly opinionated, and so so was Star, and so was Debbie. But Meredith was not because she was trained to be more of a journalist. So, and Barbara never gave her opinion. Did you know it was going to be the hit? That no, because Barbara had to go station to station to keep it on the air. For how long? Oh, I don't know. Years? Long time. Because they, they didn't pick it up right away all over the place. And we didn't know that because it was a network show. It was like, what do you mean? They're not doing it every single place? Oh, so it was, but it was syndicated. Yeah. So, so. It wasn't syndicated. Oh, it was, no. No, it was network. It was a network show. Wouldn't they have to put it on those? That's what we thought, but that's not so. Wow. Yeah. So she went around and she kept it on the air for a while. Without her, I don't think it would have stayed on the air. Star Jones and you, very friendly. Star Jones and I were, were we, she, you know, the thing about Star, she had her issues, but she knew how to have a good time, that girl. Really? She did. She could have, she could have fun. And uh, she's gotten, she's changed her life. Yeah. She called you a bitch on the show. She did? Yeah. Well, they all call me a bitch. I don't mind. Because she called. <laughs> I don't care. She called up once. Oh, she yeah. Was having, I said, oh, yeah. I said, she, all right, enough I, back. <laughs> She called in because she had had some kind of procedure. Right. And on and on and on on the phone. And I said, all right, enough about you. Back to us. She says, okay, you bitch. <laughs> and it, it, if you look at it in the, you know, if you read about it, it's yeah. like, <gasps> Star Jones called yeah. Well, Megan McCain called me a bitch recently, and I didn't care about that either because we have, we, the word is, out, we, we own that word. Right. We own the word, yeah. We own the and word. And I don't care. I don't mind. You have gone through many co-hosts, and you're the one who has lasted the longest. Well, I was fired a few years ago. Right. and But they didn't say you were fired, of course. Well, no. At the time, I thought, why burn a bridge? Why burn a bridge? I always think that. You know, I thought, I'll just go out gracefully, because I was happy that that they let me go. I I really was happy. Do you know why they let you go? I I don't know the real reason. I have suspicions, but I don't know the real reason. Because you had another show. You had an HLN show. I had another show. Which 
my favorite. I know everybody that loved was the, that show. The best show ever. I, I used mean, to get so I was so happy. I know. Every time I got on. That, and you let me co-host, you let me host for you once. To this to this day, I'm I regret that I had could not keep that show on the air. We were the second highest rated show on the network. It was. And they took us off. I think that was a political thing, maybe, because they didn't like how I talked about Republicans. But anyway, um, that's water under the bridge. This show, I was, I don't know why I was fired, but I've been through many, uh, many, many guest hosts here. Yeah. But uh, to just the point of why did I not say I was fired at the time? Well, you know, I had a nice send off. They, no, they, I think that was the greatest they had, thing. They, Barbara, I had Alan Alda, you know Regis Philbin, Joan Rivers came to my send-off. You know, so we had like a wonderful they goodbye. Tony Bennett life. Tony right. Bennett sang. Well, you know, why should I be bitter and angry? I, I, I wanted to get off the show at that time anyway. So they... And I know, because I remember you're like, I got, I want to write, I want to... I had other things to do. And I had two years off where I came up with a solo show. I know, great. And I did other things that I liked. When they asked you back, yeah, was there any bit of like, oh, fuck you, you... No, no. The woman who asked me back, it was a whole new administration. Yeah, who, the new woman, yeah. Uh, Hillary McLaughlin. Yeah. Hillary S.G. Hillary S.G. McLaughlin. Yes. She called me up. I was walking around Provincetown looking for a transgender show. Seriously. Or a, not transgender, uh, what do you call it? A, a, a drag show. Right. Because I like those. They're fun. Why didn't you come see me? Well, oh, I don't think I was in You town. weren't there. Yeah. I, I would have gone to see you, of course. But I was looking for a drag show because I think they're funny and fun. And uh, I couldn't find it. All I saw were uh, tourists in polyester pantsuits there. What happened yeah, to... Now, so now... What happened we, to Provincetown? This is what happened. We wanted equality. <laughs> and now everyone is coming. It's like you have Wellfleet. You have Hyannis. You have Truro. Sandwich, Truro. <laughs> yeah. Like, get the fuck... And now... So there's a pier there where they had a uh, naval ship in World War Two because yeah. there's one area that's so deep yeah. and they now have cruise ships come for the day. Yeah. It's oh horrible. Oh, my God. It's that's horrible. terrible. Yeah. That's, you, so that's what happened. They, yeah. they changed. Right. But, and anyway, I was walking along the street and I get a call on my, on my cell phone from Hillary asking me if I would like to come back to The View just on Friday because the, now the show is going to be live on Friday. Whoopi did not want to work on Friday. Could, I would moderate. I said, okay, just for Friday. And then slowly... Joy, you know. the show, it, you are the sh- You're so much of, you're, uh. Well, I am like the person who's been there the most recognizable besides Whoopi, so they know when, me. When they imitated you, which I think. So what, who cares? No, when they imitated you on SNL. <laughs> yeah. It made, I was like, I was failing because, you know, that, you've arrived. You've arrived. When they. When they make fun of you. <laughs> on, on SNL. It's yeah. like, you are the zeitgeist. I guess. I never took it like that, but yeah. Uh, oh, I, I thought, thought it was. You, I remember you're like, no, she didn't do this right and she didn't do that. But I was like, oh my, I was so happy for you. This fucking idiot in the White House. Yeah. There, he wants them off the air. Oh, please. Hey, everyone. You know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra 
that has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them. And they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDYGOLD at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. What was the most, in your opinion, dramatic joy, you know, event on The View? I mean, you've gotten up and left. That was it. I would say walking off the stage of uh, when Bill O'Reilly was here was a, was a, 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 I physically protested his presence. You can't really beat that for, for drama. And did you get, and you got... <laughs> well, Barbara, and then Whoopi followed me out. Yeah. And uh, well, he was just saying that all Muslims are terrorists. And uh, I couldn't argue. I tried to argue. No, he kept insisting. I couldn't sit there. I was like, I don't want to sit here with him. It's skeevy to me. Right. So I got up and Whoopi followed me off. And Barbara didn't like that. She felt we should have sat there. But then the publicity came in and then she liked it. <laughs> it's amazing how any kind of publicity... Well, that that was a big moment. They still, I mean, look at look at how how great it is. He's not there anymore. I know, isn't that one amazing? of the worst fascists in, in television? He's gone. Same Roger Ailes dead. I mean, things do change. Do you think these awful people? There's plenty of awful yeah. people in our yeah. that are running this country. Right. are going to have their day. No. I don't. I mean, I know too much about World War II and Hitler to know, think that there's anything such as karma. There is no such thing. Did you ever see the movie Downfall with Bruno Ganz playing Hitler? Mm-mm. It's about Hitler's last weeks in the bunker. He's down there and, you know, he kills himself and it's painless for him. First, he gives the cyanide to the dog that he supposedly loves, makes sure that it works. And then he and, and uh, Ava Braun take the cyanide and shoot each other. And that's the end of it. He never suffered a day. There's no karma. What's the name of the movie? Downfall. I'm going to watch that. It's in German. I'm warning you, but it's very well oh, worth it. That's the- my favorite language. <laughs> you- so, so I know a lot about bad people because I watch a lot of television about that period. 
and they do not necessarily suffer. They never found half these Nazis for, they die at 97 and then they find them. They've been living, I know. They've been living I, in South America, you know, enjoying, it's South, amazing. enjoying paella down there. Get the fuck out of here. There's no such thing as <laughs> karma. <laughs> I have to say, you have been, and Joan Rivers was like this, but you are one of the very pro LGBT. I am. You from I'm a feminist, and you you're the true no, but you are the true. Uh, mean it. You are a feminist. I mean, they've. I feel like they're taking the word and making it like yeah. a feminist is someone who, you know, can get on stage and talk about, you know, blowjobs and this. Yeah, yeah, that's what they, they think a feminist is. Right, does. and and a feminist is so much is not that at all, but. What is it exactly? Do you it's, think? Uh, if you're you believe in equality for everyone, yes, everyone. That's right. That this is enough. That I don't have to put on makeup for you. Right. I don't. I am good enough a, a, as I am. That's right. That everyone's a human being. I agree. I think equal. that's true. So makes you a humanist. Yes. You have been so. I just have to say for the community, there's so many gay guys that come up to me. I love joy. I love joy. You have been such a voice for equality and and I just want to say I really appreciate well thank you I mean I I think that the gay community has had a, a rough time from when I was a kid and you know there were gay men who were married to women in my neighborhood and I saw that they suffered it's horrible you know it was it's it's and terrible the lesbians thing. and lesbians also I think that's affected my career I came that out. you're a lesbian yeah I not anymore out. though now right, but I came out in 96. I, I, it might have hurt you, but I think it's chic now more, isn't right, it? Right, but it's chic for the young lesbians. Now oh. I'm an old, don't you think? Well, is it- timing is everything in life, Judy, yes. unfortunately. It's very hard. What are your regrets? My regrets? Yeah. I regret ever listening to anyone tell me to straighten my hair. <laughs> Uh, diet blonde, not talk about being Jewish on stage. I, I regret you ever- got bad advice. Yeah. I regret wasting time being anxious and hating myself and, and, and thinking and giving power to other people who said something about me, Right, you know, you're this. And for me to waste time on that, I agree with that. Yeah. But good for you. That's what I really, if I could have the time back from, you know, as you get older, this is so sentimental now, but when you get older, you realize that this cliche that life is short, it so really short. is. It's over before you can turn around. I know. So you have to really enjoy it the most you can. I know, but I just want one big break, Joy. One. Well, you know, the thing about you, Judy, is that you can get the one big break, but you have an interesting career because you still love it. I know. You could get that one big break and then start to hate it. No, I just want the money. I just don't want well, to that, never that, have to worry about money. I understand that, but th- that's part of the of the uh, journey. Yeah. And, and it's been a long journey, Joy. I I know that, <laughs> but I sort of envy you that you still love it. Really? Yeah, the stand up because I don't anymore. Uh, I might get back to it though. Uh, there's a possibility. Like I'll if do I, a show with you. If I wasn't now, the only thing you know what interested me this little room at the at the. I knew I could see your I could see it, uh, but there's a bunch of rooms like that. I don't mind doing small little rooms and having fun with that. Yeah. Just getting up and, but I'm I'm so like obsessed with Trump right now and this and my job. Do that you feel like I can't I can't do anything but that? It's not funny to me. I right. So many people He's not say, funny. "Oh, isn't he good for your material?" No, I, no. I guarantee you, every comedian who's not right wing would 
give give up talking about him. You know who he, was funny? George Bush, W. Bush. Was, oh. George W. Bush, there Had was material. No, but there was material about him. Right. This guy is so dangerous and so tricky for all of us, so so um, lethal in what he's doing to this country that I can't find it in myself to laugh half the time. I'm scared. Right. But also, th- this is the only time where a uh, someone who is pro-Trump if you say one thing, they will they'll either leave the leave or they won't laugh at anything else you say. But it was never like that. Every president was fair game. Yeah. What and, do you mean? Like in your act, if you say something yeah, against Trump, they, against they Trump, walk out. Like, and I'm like, you and know they what? walk out. So I, I tell them, I said, you know what? Because I did something about Sarah Fuckaby Fuckface and something about Trump. And mm-hmm. this guy's like, say something. And they were laughing. And he's like, say something. Funny. I go, actually, I just did, which is why everyone's <laughs> laughing. And um, if you don't like it, you, you, you know, you can get up and leave. Enjoy your cult. And he stayed. But it's a cult. Yeah. Okay. Before we leave. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I just want to. I have two more questions. FYI, Joy is an author. She has written five books, uh, The Great Gas Bag, an A to Z study guide to surviving Trump. Which is world, still available Which on is still Amazon. available. Shih Tzu Kakapupu 2 and Shih Tzu Kakapupu, which uh, one is my kind of dog, the original one. Shih Tzu Kakapupu is my kind of dog. And Shih Tzu Kakapupu 2, Max Goes to the Dogs. These are children's books. Yes. Joystick. Or what is the existential vacuum and does it come with attachments? 1999. And when you need a lift but don't want to eat chocolate, pay a shrink or drink a bottle of gin. 2007. So these are all books you can get that are fucking great that Joy has written. Some of them are better than others. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Uh, So I always, I first of all, I can't thank you enough. You're welcome. I love you. Anytime, Judy. Uh, You're the best. Um, This is what we ask, but I think we know the end. We always ask, we're very pro-mental health because I've gone through clinical depression and- um, so have you, have you ever been on antidepressants? No. Really? No, never. Just shrinkage. Shrink. Talking cure. Oh, and by the way, yeah. I take Trazodone because of you. Well, Trazodone I was taking when I was having hot flashes and I couldn't sleep, but I still can't sleep, but I'm now I don't I take anything. I just don't sleep. Let me tell you the CBD oil with the melatonin. Yeah. That works out. Where, do you, out. Get, where do you get it? You can get it online. <laughs> It's CBD oil, so it's like the. Is that marijuana? But not the not without THC. It's and not is it the, is it well is it is it safe? Yeah, it's or it's all organic and all melatonin. Right. Melatonin doesn't really. But work I'm, I'm I'm addicted to me. fucking trazodone because okay. Of you. And then this is you know it's called kill me now because I'm always saying kill me now because yeah. I fucking can't stand. Right. What pisses you off more than anything? Like what thing about people or anything makes you fucking crazy? It could be. I think stupidity. Yeah. I can't stand stupid. I can't. I hate stupid. I ran into a guy, King Cullen, twice now. The guy comes over to me. Why do you not like Trump? And I give him three reasons. And he says, well, Hillary lied. And I say, it's too stupid. I can't. I can't talk to you anymore now. And I walk away from him. (laughs) What are the three reasons? That uh, why I hate yeah, Trump because yeah, I need I he's need. destroying the environment. He talks. He divides races, uh, and he is he's a pathological liar, and he's making money on the presidency. Yes. If I had to say four things, those are the four. He is the most divisive. And when you say he's a liar, they go, well, everybody, lie. all presidents lie. Not like this. Not every no. day. Not every minute. And not about important things. Right. Come on. Are you scared? 
about what's you know, happening. I feel a little more hopeful lately because I was saying on the air today that his the white blue collar women who are non-college educated, who are mostly my cousins, you know, they are now turning on him. A Good. Little. Yes. His 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 uh, what do you call it? Favorability went down 15 percent among those women. That's very important because he's such a sexist who he grabs women by the pussy and people still like him. And he's such a hypocrite. Oh, I can't stand him. I, I, can't I know him very well. You know, I went to his wedding to Marla. You did? I was at his wedding. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell was there. Yes. Can you imagine? His I, two, the two women who hate him the most were at his wedding. I, <laughs> I feel bad for Rosie. Why? Because I just feel bad. She's watching a debate and, and that, and you know, just sitting at home watching a presidential debate. And he says, you know, oh. Megan, Megan Kelly says, oh, oh, yeah. you call women this. And he says, no, just, oh. yeah. I mean, for her kids to hear that. From the, from the next president. Yeah. It's disgusting. Horrible. I love you. But you know what? As, yeah. as FDR once famously said, I, I dated him. He said, <laughs> he said, I welcome the hate. I welcome the hate because he was getting a lot of shit for what he, he was the first socialist president. You realize mm-hmm. that. And, you know, if you want to call it that, if you want to call Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, unemployment insurance, socialist programs, which we all have, then he was the one who did and it. So many of these Republicans, parents were on the GI Bill, you know, right, right. They, were, they would have nothing. They would try. They've been trying. The Republican Party has been trying to undo uh, FDRs uh, and then the Great Society since they since LBJ. They have been trying to undo it. They don't like it. They don't want it. Mm-hmm. They want everybody out there on their own, and it's it's not it's not healthy. It's some people disgusting. can't do it. Right. Some people can't make it. And unless it's them, it's like when Dick Cheney's daughter came out as a lesbian, all of a sudden he's pro-gay marriage. Oh, Nancy Reagan became a pro uh, stem cell research yeah. after Ronnie get the get Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's got to be personal with them. Yeah. Then they're happy. Well, you make me happy, Joy. And you make me happy. Uh, and you make Elise happy. Elisa. Oh, who? The, you know, it's I like. I know, it's annoying. I can't. Oi, Elisa, Elise, Kristen, Kirsten. How am I going to remember I this? I know. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Lori, um, Laura. Yeah, that's true. You know, stick to the one right. thing. Josephine, Joy. <laughs> no, and 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 the Kirsten and Kristen. It's like, oh, how no, am I, I supposed know. to know the difference? Brianna, I can't. <laughs> Is that Brittany and Anna? I, I just, I can't. <laughs> All how right. about that? There's uh, Jason and Joshua. Is another. Group. Oh, and Jeremy and Jesse. Je- <laughs> it could be a girl or a boy, or there's. Ugh. I think that the Duggars had all J's, didn't they? Yes, all? they yes. did. All of them J's for Jesus. Well, after was it for Jesus? Yes, oh yeah, for that's Jesus. right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. what it was for. She should have named the last one Jesus Christ. <laughs> How many more am I going to have? <laughs> you know, some of those are gay. Some of those. Kids. If Jesus ever came back, he would be shocked at what the oh. what the, the evangelicals are doing in this country, and and so called Christians like Jerry Falwell yes. Jr. He would that that man would have a heart attack. I I agree. <laughs> Um, Joy, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. All right, let's um, let's let's wrap this up. Uh, now. We're wrapping it up now. And as we always say, <laughs> so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. 
Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.